Thanks as always for listening to Fluff and Crunch. In this episode, the second in our two-part series in which we're discussing skills, Chris and I take on the challenge of coming up with our idea of a skill-based system, or rather the skills in such a system, using the 2D20 SRD as our common foundation. Thanks for listening to Fluff and Crunch, where we talk about the connection and sometimes disconnect between system, setting, and story in tabletop RPGs. Hello, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. We've done no gaming in the last few days because this is the same week recording, correct? A few days ago or something. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have nothing to comment on. Nope. Um, and this is the second half of our talk on skills. And so today we're going to talk about, we're going to kick around ideas, leaning on the 2D20 SRD uh, in a way, and throwing out some ideas about maybe what you could do with skills, specifically in 2D20, to deal with the issues that we discussed in the first episode and uh, just have some some good ideas. So yeah. to that end, both of us, you gave us homework that we were supposed to make lists of skills and have some idea as to how SRD-like we would develop a, a like a, a default skills system. And uh, so you've done yours and I've done mine and I, I'll, I won't, you're going to go first because this was your idea. Yeah, it's good, is it? But I think you'll be, I was going to say, wait. I think you'll be surprised with what I came up with. I'm surprised with what I mine came up so with. Mine is so bog standard, it's not surprising at all. All right, give me your bog standard. So to be fair, if I just took the acting Cthulhu list, it'd be so close. Before I get onto my list, I just want to, I want to make a point about what the SRD does versus acting Cthulhu. Because I, I think yes. it's because I, We've talked repeatedly about how acting Cthulhu is our sort of our sweet spot of skills. And when I did like my whole Agreed. 2D20 mod thing when you came and then sort of that's how the podcast started, I kind of had come to that conclusion. The acting Cthulhu one's in the middle. Now, I hadn't looked at the SRD for ages, but in my back of my head, the SRD basic skill list would be acting Cthulhu. And it's not at all. So I was quite surprised to find that in the SID, they give us this basic skill list, which has just six skills. So essentially dishonored, uh, yeah, it's the, I think it's the dishonored skills. We have fight, move, no, talk, survive. And then what they do is they break that, they do a first breakdown where they break each of those up to between sort of two and four skills. And then they do another breakdown where they break each of those skills down into even more and you end up with just a crazy amount of skills. So, so what it does, if you're not super familiar with the SRD, it 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 presents a list of skills that are comparable to Star Trek Adventures and um, Homeworld, actually. Yeah. Really short, very broad. And then it gives you like a breakdown that pushes it more toward Octon Cthulhu territory. It, it subdivides those six skills into more detailed ones. And then it gives you a third iteration that's more like it's closer to Conan, it's closer to the older 2D20 games and breaks that second list down even into more narrow subdivisions. Yeah, I mean, that second breakdown is even more excessive because if we take move, move breaks down into athletics, acrobatics, stealth, pilot. So that matches up with our infinity yep. and, our, and our so on, but it's probably one more than yeah, true. Acting Cthulhu has. But then athletics is broken into climbing, running, and swimming, and acrobatics is balance, contortion, and jumping. And you're like, yeah, that's done. <laughs> no, not doing that. 
Whereas yeah. some of the other ones, when they break them up, break down more into what you would expect. So yeah, that's sort of the middle one is between acting Cthulhu and your Conan's and Infinities. But the second breakdown is just like bonk thing. So the first breakdown, remind me, we go from six to how many? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So that is, that's almost, that's almost halfway between. The so they've two. almost gone to, to three times as many. Now yours, oh, you haven't gone into your breakdown no, yet. So mine, you? so mine, oh, I had this, thing, I okay. wrote it and then I went based on how I've done the rest of it. I think it'll change. So I'll, I'll, I'll read it and then I'll have the character. So mine is melee, ranged, athletic, stealth, pilot in brackets. So essentially, if it was um, fantasy, there'd be no pilot skill. And if it was modern or sci-fi, there would be a pilot skill. Um, okay. Unless you were desperate to have boats, kind of. There was a lot of boats or, or, or uh, airships, then you would still have pilot. Um, sure. Knowledge, catch-all. Technology, survival, perception. And then originally, I had persuasion, deception, intimidation, because as we discussed the other day, I like those are three separate skills. But then I kind of thought, well, wait a minute. If I've got focuses, focuses won't work on those because how am I going to subdivide persuasion, deception, intimidation? So then I thought, actually, maybe I can just get away with having one talk slash coerce slash persuasion slash charisma, whatever I wanted to call it, skill, and then I would have focuses. So I didn't end up, but if I go with, I think that's the way I'd probably head. I'd just have one sort of social skill. And then I would only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 skills, including pilot, which is actually less than acting Cthulhu has. And I consider that to be a light skill list. Yeah. So. Okay. Now. So, okay. So you, you'd have those and those would be in 2d 20 land rated from one to five. Yes. Okay. Would you have focuses? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think like they, they explain it quite well in the SRD that essentially if you have the basic skill or if you have around that sort of only six or around the sort of the 10 to 15 mark, you should have focuses. And when you start hitting yeah. the sort of the 20 to the 30 mark, then you shouldn't. That's when you should have focus ratings. For no, there. I, I think that's a, that's a good point. They're so each of the skills is so yeah. narrow and deep that there's no need and that for was it. what swung uh, me on okay. my talk skill because i was thinking well I mean, if i have persuasion deception and intimidation what do you have focuses for those yeah so really. instead of that i can just have a, a talk skill or a coerce skill and then then i can have focus and you know seduction can be a separate focus then so that gives me sure more things i see the focus thing you know because not only does it make a massive difference it, essentially it does make a big difference mechanically the difference between someone who's got stick to this one a, a, co a, a coerce skill of three and they've got intimidation of they got an intimidation focus versus a persuasion focus they have to play that character very very differently because obviously they can choose to do the one they're not good at but the the numbers don't double up as much so it it does make a difference so i you know focus is a focus is a great way to differentiate two characters with similar skills absolutely how of those so with 10 of those moderately broad, but not overly broad skills, how many focuses would you think your default would be? Uh, I don't know. I, to be honest, I can't remember what kind of these things have. I mean, I would have said you want a focus in a, I know, like a sort of five, six, that kind of amount. So either you've got Somewhere in one that, thing that with a couple yeah. or, you know, a lot of them have got, I think you want a decent amount of focuses because I think that's the thing that makes your character 
more interest so even maybe as much as you know well if i've got 10 skills i want the character to have 10 focuses because then each thing is has a, a thing they're better at or you could have two on yeah. some I, 10 seems a lot to me but i'd, I'd be thinking that mm. that kind of way would your focuses have ratings or would they be like star no, trek like, adventures like star trek where they're just you have a okay if you have a focus you get your, your dice double on success gotcha i like the idea you know pilot you could swap that out for you know ride so ride was something so initially i mean that's why i like like quite like their breakdown because uh huh they don't have it okay i could have sworn that ride appeared under one of the survival things <laughs> it turns out it doesn't um i would have assumed ride would probably be under survive essentially it doesn't matter because ride would be a focus so whether it was under yeah. athletics or it was under where it was under you know the um i just said it survival um yeah doesn't matter not really um i can't think where it is in acting cthulhu because obviously acting cthulhu has doesn't have a ride skill but you were more likely to ride horses in acting cthulhu than anything more modern than that because you know, yeah horses were still a thing are still a thing all right i mean going back to that I, just, like I want to run through the acting cthulhu list quickly because there isn't a massive difference in mine. There's literally one or two I have not got because I only saw academia, which I have as knowledge, mm. athletics, which yeah. I have, engineering. I don't have engineering, but I have technology, fighting, mm -hmm. which I split in two, which we can get into that, medicine, which I dropped purely because I can imagine that was a military thing. Medicine makes sense to me. I think feel like medicine's like a dump. It's a skill that doesn't get used. I'd rather have knowledge or technology or survival and have it be a focus under one of them, depending on what kind of medicine it is. Um, observation where I have perception, um, resilience, oh, sorry, persuasion, which again, I have, I call it something else. Now, then they have resilience, which I just dumped because resilience to me does very, very little. I think it almost default, you end up just default into a stat, like a brawn skill all yeah. the time. So having a skill in it yeah. seems odd. Um, uh, stealth, which I have survival, which I have tactics, which again, I think is because it's acting through. So I think if you don't need the warfare aspect, I don't think tactics is important. So I dump that. And then vehicles, which I have. So actually my list is like super, super similar to Acton Cthulhu. There's three of theirs that I don't have and I've split their fighting in two. So my list did end up being pretty similar to Acton Cthulhu, which I didn't do on purpose. That's just how it ended. I haven't done it. I then went and checked it because I was curious. Yeah. Interesting. Any questions yeah, or moving I on think, to yours? No, I, I think that would that works. I mean, I, I, I think the separation of knowledge and technology makes sense because you could have there are plenty of things that are head knowledge but don't involve hands-on. Um and there's obviously overlap between them, but you know, it's survival, I think survival is one of those things that maybe it's not a like I think you can look at real life and say, okay, everyone has, you know, in the developed world, everyone has technology and knowledge skills. Not everyone has survival yeah. skills. But role-playing games, given the ever-present story elements, survival is, is important. Um, perception, perception is such a strange one because on the one hand, you know, like how much of perceptiveness can you train? Yeah versus how much of it is innate um don't know but uh but again given the ever present tropes of danger and threat and combat 
that makes sense. Um, yeah, all, and then stealth again for the same reason. Get, you know, you, I think stripping that out of putting it alongside instead of under athletics because athletics is like movement related stuff. Yeah. I think makes sense because again, of the you know the norms and the tropes or whatever of of games. I think if you if you have stealth mixed in with athletics, it becomes like this god skill where you're going to you're, you're going to use it for yeah. everything. You're going to use it to climb things and dodge attacks and avoid being seen in the first. And you're just going to use it so yeah. much. It's likewise the, the reason I would always split fighting up is because I don't want a character that can put. I know they've got focuses and I've so we can right. start but I don't want a character that can stick four in fighting and they're equally good at range and melee. And I'm kind of, I think the difference in, say, yeah. Acting Cthulhu and a sci fi game is that you're so rarely, although you can argue it the same way, but you, you're so rarely going to, you know, you're much more likely, I would have thought, to use ranged attacks. Maybe it's not as much as an issue. But, I, you know, I still want to be able to have like a ninja in a modern game that they're like really good at killing people with a sword and other people, they go, ah, I can't deal with that. So, but the ninja shouldn't be able to pick up a rocket yeah. launcher and just make so it happen. I, I like those to be separate. I don't, and it also mean, you know, as well as having folk, you know, you can subdivide the range, you can split into a whole bunch, whether it's modern and you can go different, like, you know, sizes of firearms and then still throw on bows. Or even if you're looking at, you know, a fantasy game, you can still split ranged into, you know, bows, crossbows, thrown weapons, siege weapons, in potentially, although arguably that wouldn't be ranged. Um, and yeah. again, melee, you can subdivide by the sort of light and heavy, or you subdivide it by different kinds of weapons. So they still get to use focuses, but if you put those together to me, it just makes it, it just makes it too powerful. Um, I think in a game where, you know, particularly if you are going to have a lot, I think you need to have some kind of choice to have one fighting stat um, could be an issue. Again, it's different in something like Star Trek where, you know, how security being one of the stats, it was not as important because how many, you know, the fighting doesn't happen every episode. So it's not, it's not the same thing. You, know, you, you might genuinely use yeah. your science discipline more than you might use your security discipline in star trek there's not many yeah. role-playing games you could say that about. yeah yeah and there's always the the well let me do this let me go through my yeah. list because i thought about this and i actually in in I, I i was i behaved myself i was a good listener and i did what you, i i followed your charge just do this for generic so this isn't for a specific setting or genre or anything like that and and i thought okay given the srd and the model it has of the six which then are then almost tripled and then added more to on top of that i thought from that angle i didn't think of expansions you know the, those two or three however many additional steps to make it longer but I, I was actually pretty surprised at what i came up with so here's what i've got i have athletics I have fighting, I have knowledge, social, and technology. Oh my God. And that's you it. You have less now, than the... But wait, there's more to my okay. less. Oh, um, now, I did consider, and I really fought with myself over adding something like awareness or something like that. And I decided that that kind of... Um, call it your sixth sense, whatever, that would fall more under um, like a trait 
or an attribute rather than a skill. Now, I do see a problem here that um, there isn't a place for, uh, you know, well, I, I mean, maybe, well, they're all very broad, so forget well, about actually, it. Well, actually, I mean, three, um, three of yours match three of mine. I have, I have knowledge. Yeah. I have, you've called it social. I just changed the name about 10 times. But yeah. I, have, I have knowledge, social, and tech. I have, I've split fighting into two. And yeah. I have stealth separate from athletics. And then mm. the other things are like, you know, I have perception, but that's completely separate. Yeah. So here's, but here's my additional layer. Here's oh, my okay. additional wrinkle rather, is that these would be rated from one mm -hmm. to five. Okay. And you would have, I was thinking six or so focuses, maybe even a few more. And my thought for this was that you would have a fixed number of points, of uh, skill points. And if you spend it on one of the skills, it's one for one. So if you have, you have a pool and you say, oh, I'm going to spend two points and put it into knowledge, then you have just two points in knowledge. You pick a focus, each point equals two. So the focus is, and, and here's how the focuses would work is say you so my focus is for these this super short list of five my focus is have ratings right. so you have rated and okay and my idea is that for example say you say i i'm going to use i'm going to pick melee melee combat is my is a focus i spend one skill point in that i get two points in melee and if i roll when i roll it's the focus and its number that's used for the target number not the overall skill you can go narrow and get more out of it and thus customize the character um, and you use that in place of, and then like Star Trek Adventures, you roll at or beneath that number. That replaces the skill number. The focus score replaces the skill score for determination of critical success. Stop. And, it, and it's the one that goes into the target number. So you could potentially have a fighting of one, which is like, anything I pick up or throw at you or anything like that. And I have ranged weapons of five. Right. And when I shoot you, I use the five and that's what I use to determine critical success or not. And I ignore the one in fighting entirely. And I don't know, I, I haven't, I didn't put a ton of thought into how I mean, this you would mean work for the critical out. Success. With... So if you roll between one and five, yeah. you get the double, but you Correct. would add the one to your whatever stats that fighting is related to. Sure. No, what, what I'm saying is, like, let's say I have a, uh, let's, let's say like Conan, you know, use, you use agility for melee. So I, let's say I have a fighting of two, yeah. and I don't have any, I don't have a focus in melee. Okay, so I, I'm going to punch someone, and my agility is eight, and I have a two in fighting, so my target number yeah. is a ten. And if I roll a two or below, I get a critical success, or a one, as always. Now, if I have a focus in melee, let's say my focus in melee is four, and my agility is eight, my target number is 12. I use the focus score instead of the skill score to determine the target number, and then the focus score, a four or below, would, would, that would determine my, whether or not I got a, um, a critical success. So your focuses are actually overriding the skill score, so they are working Correct. differently how we've seen. Correct. That's interesting. And so my thought was, you know, like, for example, th this would, not for example, my idea behind this is that this kind of like first edition, and even to an extent, second edition, like pre-skill games like D&D, &D, 
is the assumption is player characters are cool and player characters can get can get it done. So you have this breakdown of these general areas of of ability and and that in a way is kind of like 13th age of like with the the backgrounds or professions or whatever they're called I forget. Um so it enables your character you as a player to creatively make a case for oh yeah my character will go about doing this in this way and I have this ability but it's not great. You know it enables you to act in lots of different ways. It it solves the problem of crap nobody knows how to pick a lock well i'm decent with technology yeah 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 whatever you know i'm I'm good with tinkering with things i have two points in that it's not in anything particular but you're able to to bring that skill to bear but the focuses would be where you would really differentiate and make your character special because those would be like the high points you know those would be the high points of your your areas of a, of a different areas of ability. Now, and I, I mean, I don't know why, but the weird like six, you know, six attributes in D and D, six attributes in so many of the newer um, Modiphius games, six disciplines in Star Trek Adventures. Like I kept pulling myself toward that. So I I still see maybe there's room for something else. You know, I thought of of swapping out. I have it here on my my notes. I thought of swapping out athletics for action. You remember we 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 threw that in there when we roughed up a Ghostbusters hack ages ago. Yeah, I mean, I think your athletics can certainly you can switch it for the move thing, but action would work as well because it's all those things that you want. Essentially, it's, it's all the moving stuff. Yeah, and I I, I think like in that case. Gen action well, well but there but there there would be a move like for example is piloting a vehicle or an animal well piloting an animal is that a social thing or is that a technology thing because it's a know how to do something with your hands kind of like it's taking knowledge and and act and adding like a physical side to it or is that athletics or is that action? You know, I, I think I would need to separate, you know, give examples yeah. and lists of like, these are the kinds of things that fit into each of these categories. I think the only one thing that you are missing is, is the perception skill, which I know you said, oh, well, I don't think perception yeah. is, but it's that it's something you roll a lot in role-playing games and none of them cover yeah. it. And if you add that in, you've got Well, six. you know what, then what if I added awareness, which would... Isn't awareness, one of the core stats attributes no. is it not in some of them in some so. of them well in my world right. it's in, not. in, in um, the ones where you have eight stats awareness is one of the stats and then okay well i'm thinking i don't know what i didn't work on stats yeah, we're yeah, only we talking about skills here but 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 see awareness though could be could be noticing things with your conventional senses perceiving things that are beyond your conventional senses your sixth sense and also intuiting and picking up BS yeah. in social your, situations, your from stuff like D&D. that. And also you can put, you know, if you need an yeah. investigation focus, um, there is one yeah. issue I can, I actually like, I think this is a clever way of working. I think you would have to change one thing. Normally we would say hmm. skills go from one to five and then your focuses are yeah. rated. I think if you do this, you have to cap the skill and have the focuses go higher. And the reason for that is otherwise, if you have a character with a fighting of five, they don't need any focuses and focuses would do nothing for that character. So a character with a fighting of five is just, uh, they're James Bond. They can do, they can pick up any gun 
any weapon. They can do any martial art. They just, you know, with Tom Cruise, they just do whatever. They wipe anyone with the floor because they have fighting and they don't need to have focuses. So I think what you'd want is you'd want a thing where say, right, skills can't actually go higher. Maybe even say like skills at level one can't go higher than two. And then skills full stop can't go higher than three, maybe four, but then focuses can go up to, you know, five or six because Otherwise, you would run that issue of someone. If your skill can go to the same thing as a focus, focuses would have no point because. You're... Yeah, I think I think you're right. Too. And I'll add something to that. So maybe you cap skills at four. I think you would do cap the skills at three and cap focuses at five, or you would cap skills okay. at four and focuses at six. So yeah, and then the, so I would do that. And then the other thing I would consider I is fine. making experience spent for skill increases more yeah, expensive than not. focus yes. increases yeah. so it's possible for you to continue to be the the, the expert generalists but it's just a lot yeah. more expensive it's hard i like that i mean it's com completely different from anything we've seen before because obviously where we have <laughs> you're celebrating now if only they would put out if only they'd put out their community yeah. publishing guidelines that were supposed to be out months ago i could uh I could make twenty dollars. So obviously, of where we've seen focuses set different previously is we've basically either seen the the original three versions where focus was just a number linked to a skill where we had expertise and focus, and all it meant was the first number was your bonus to your attribute for your target number, and the second one was underneath this number you could do it. And I think in Conan they were just pretty much always the same, whereas in Infinity and Mutant Chronicles they weren't. So you could have you know a, a skill of four and a focus of two. So you hardly yeah. ever got the benefit of the focus. And obviously then Star Trek onwards, we've yep. or John Carter onwards, depending on which one was next. Well, I think the hard thing with they, the, they the, the idea it. of the the idea of the focus uh, point or you know, the score in, and we've I might I've talked about my players about this with regarding Conan, is that the idea of it is really good. The the trouble is in order to realize the idea, you really have to play it for yeah. a while. Um, and that only uh -huh. worked with a long this skill list, which is what they say in the SID. And the SID, they essentially say, once the skill list starts getting to this side, you should just get rid of focuses altogether and yeah. just have your, you have a focus rating for each skill. Um, I actually yeah. like focuses because I think it's a really good way of subdividing my guys. So, you know, my guy's really good at melee, but he's, you know, he's particularly good at knives as opposed to, you know, using a hammer. And you think, well, that makes sense because they shouldn't be this. Yeah. Um, so then I like... See, and here, here's something that, that this was my my ill-formed additional thoughts beyond these five or probably six. I think awareness slapping that in there makes sense because they, it it covers. You're right. It 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 covers things that are darn near omnipresent in in role playing games. And it, and even if the list is not as long, there aren't as many things that, that you would put under the category of awareness in terms of focuses as compared to like knowledge, it's too important to not have there, like fighting. The other thing I thought of is that, um, so you've got the focuses, you know, you, you, you score the focuses, and then you couple that with, like I would want, I would prefer if I were gonna do this to use the talent creation system that's in John Carter of Mars, and then provide a series of sample templates yeah. Or if you want a character that does this kind of stuff, you want the super spy, if you want the whatever, you know, the boffer, the this, that, the other thing, um, but not make those required. Like you would, you could either two routes for character creation. One is template driven using these 
and the other is entirely point based and they end up with the same amount of like mechanical value but you just you can just get there differently yeah. um if you have a, an idea because i i think that would be cool that you would then have talents and skills and focuses that would all create you know that that in effect would create your class and enable you thus yeah. to, to carve out your a multifaceted niche but not a niche that's so narrow and so deep that either you drive every response that your character takes to look the same or you have nothing to do unless your gm enables you to be in the same situation over and over again yeah, I, I love that the the, ta the um the talent creation rules in john carter are great because they just yeah essentially they tell us how to go ahead and do it ourselves so they're, they're super useful um here's something so obviously i think this, this like this is a very good generic list this would this would cover basically everything now there's two ways to answer to this question i think if we were doing a very magic heavy system so with proper fantasy now obviously in D D, there is no magic there's no magic status stuff you have these you have this big spell list right and when you do that so like let's take five years as an example when you have you know you do magic things you either do magic attacks in which case it's based off your magic set so usually intelligent wizard and charisma yeah. plus your proficiency bonus or you have a saving throw for the bad guys same thing more or less um but obviously if we don't how, we don't this don't well like that we would scope if you were considering it would you add in a magic skill magic with then separate focuses or would you do what acting Cthulhu does where every single spell uses a different skill because i'd never seen that before acting Cthulhu. so for example i think mm. in a conan pretty much you always use like oh there's a sorcery skill there was a sorcery skill in in conan yeah yeah and I think that mutant chronicles does the same thing but obviously that's feasible when you've got a massive list but in this like so in yours if we said oh well, all magic is under knowledge then knowledge becomes gold stat but if instead you say yeah. well every different spell would require a different skill or focus um then i i, I thought that was a clever idea in that or yeah i just thought that full stop yeah i think Okay, I, I think the, this is the lame answer, but this is the economics teacher answer. It depends. <laughs> um, I think it depends. It depends on what kind of magic vibe you want. I think I would default to the Octum Cthulhu approach, and I would have each type of spell is has a different uh, role. And remember, each role, you, each task role, you would either use a skill or a focus, you yeah. know? So, and, and, and what I would have is I would have, um, I would have the spells, uh, I would have spells with a, a stat skill combination. And in order to swap out your focus for the skill, that focus has to sit under the skill. That's what, and that's something that I, I wasn't explicit about earlier. Unlike Star Trek Adventures, where they have what I call your floating focuses, this would be more like Conan where you, or Octon Cthulhu, where focuses are permanently yeah. nested under a specific skill because that's the skill that they would take the place of. So, for example, if you have, I don't know, like Thor's Mighty Lightning Bolt or something like that, that would be a fighting role. So if you have a ranged, you know, ranged, and, and that would have to be also in the spell description. Like, it would have to be a focus that would make sense for that. So, like, if it's a touch attack and you have a focus in ranged weapons well guess what you can't use that yeah. focus you're just going to have to use the fighting skill 
as the default. So there'd have to be the default skill in the spell description, and then there would need to be some guidance as to descriptively, like qualitatively, what kind of focus could be used in place of yeah. this. I and mean, that's the good thing about talent and, as well, is that you can have a talent that, you know, spellcast and talent, which essentially says, you know, you can use this kind of skill to replace these skills, yep. or when you do a spell cast, you get plus one momentum. Well, There's lots of different ways. And that's how, that's how I would unlock spellcasting is through a talent. Yeah. Because I would think that like there's, there'd have to be, and I, this, I'm making this up as I go, but like, how would you, you don't want anyone, I mean, I mean unless your setting enables anyone to pick up magic, like they could pick up a wrench. If you, if you want to make magic a special thing, either like through study or through blood or through whatever, you know, divine gift or something like that, I think having a, a talent unlock that would be, um, would make the most sense because then that's something that you would, you, you have your innate stats and you have these things that you've learned, but then you have this other thing that enables you yeah. to combine those things together and shoot lightning bolts out of your I eyes. I think talents are also a really good way of sort of stopping someone being overly powerful because, you know, as well, you, I, you know, as well as saying, right, you need a talent to be able to cast a spell. Well, yeah, but some other talents are letting you get plus one momentum when you try to pick a lock. So obviously that's, I, you know, I can do magic and I can pick a lock a bit better, not the same thing. But if you kind of start saying, well, every time you want the new spell, you have to buy another talent, you know, then suddenly becoming a really versatile wizard, mage, whatever, spellcaster becomes incredibly difficult. You can't just, you know, so someone could drop into it. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have a talent in the spell casting, but I can do this one spell, then they're not amazing. Whereas if someone wants to be a really aggressive spellcaster, they're going to have to put tons and tons of talents into it, which means that their other stuff is being sacrificed, which is fair enough. That's what you do in you know, most games. If you're going to be, a, if your main thing is going to be spells, you shouldn't be able to be good at, loads of other stuff cough cough paladin well i mean again I, I think that how many you can you could take this and you could expand it outward and change like how much possibility you could get out of this by by changing the number of points you have to spend to spend on skills and focuses and changing the number of focuses mm -hmm. and i mean i guess that would be arguable do you say you have x many points and x many focuses or do you say you have X many points and your focus at character creation is capped at whatever? I think you could do it. And then if someone wants to have a few at a, at a lot, they can do that. Instead of having, hey, you have six focuses, it's like, no, you have this many points to spend. Do as you will. I would have thought you'd... I mean, yeah, the other thing you can do is a kind of a bit of both where you say, right, you have five skill points to allocate as you see fit, and then you have... And then the rest, either the rest, of it, and you have a few focus. Oh, and here's your extra points that you can use for for what you want to. So I think yeah, there's, there's multiple options. Actually, there. you know what? That would be that's kind of like you know uh, in you know vampire. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Where you have you have points for each of the different for your attrib your attributes and for your blah 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 all those different. But then you have freebie yeah. points at the end, and there's a different point cost for each type of expenditure. But yeah, actually, that would that would make sense. Yeah, that would make sense because then if you wanted to, like you'd have a fixed number of points to spend on your attributes. You'd have a fixed number of points to spend on your skills slash focuses. Got to think about how that breaks down. A fixed number of points to spend on talents yeah. and then an X number of points of freebies, which then there's a different ratio for each of those areas. And then you, you just round out your character that way. 
Now, on your list of 10, what were you uh, what were you thinking about? Like, you know, you'd have a fixed number of points, you'd allocate them as you wish, or were you, I mean, I know we haven't assigned this to any kind of setting or something, but were you thinking more like template, like what we've seen in most of these games, or something more free? And I really like template character creation because I yeah. think, well, I think it makes it easier for people to kind of work out what their character is. How having said that, when I'm writing a thing myself, invariably I do it. Like every time I've done a 2D20 hack or knockoff, I almost always just yeah. do it super quick. You know, this is how many points you have for your character, your, for your attributes. Yeah. This is how many points you have for your skills. This is how many points, this is how many talents you get um, done. Because it's, it's just easier from a writing point of view from us. You know, I'm not a professional yeah. designer. I do not have the time to, to write 20 templates. I'd love to go, here's my 10 different templates like you have in Acting Cthulhu. But even then, you know, Actor Cthulhu still has class temp, well, not class, uh, job, whatever. They have templates for different sort of career things. But you also have your backgrounds and you have, most of them have all of these different bits and pieces that go together to make this is the final character. I invariably don't yeah. do that because I like, well, I, I don't have the time. Here's here's the thing. If I have more time, then it's the kind of thing, yeah, I'd love to go. Here's your here's your background. Here's your education here. You know, the, the kind of what we see in a lot of these games is slightly more la- life path and it's, slightly more you know you pick these elements i think that's more interesting because when you make a character the character you you feel like you know the character just from having they're not just numbers on a sheet of paper they had a bit of a story as you made them but yes there's you know i don't have the time to do that generally so but yeah that's what i'd like to do what i would probably do is just list but spend points doing yeah it. um yeah yeah well and also i think the the hard thing with uh with templates is that for me they they're tied to the story. They're tied to the setting. You know, um, I, I, and I, I remember many ages ago, D20 Modern, you know, where you had, you didn't really have classes. You had like the fast, yeah. the strong, the tough, the what, and, and I just, I found that to be too, too squishy and too, uh, too fluffy. I think you, if you're going to build templates, and you're going to build something that's somewhat life pathy. I mean, Star Trek Adventures, I think, does a terrific job at this. You know, what planet are you from? And what was your background like? You know, what were your parents like? What was your early, you know, that kind of thing. Traveler does the same kind of thing. Um, but all of those steps and the options you have at those steps help communicate some of the, the world yeah. and thus connect your character to the yeah. world. So I wouldn't work on those unless I had an idea as to a set. Yeah, I think very much if I was just doing a, here's a bunch of generic rules for a generic whatever game, then I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. But when you're trying to make it clear what your world is like, I think templates of any sort, whether it's just, you know, background and sort of career slash class templates, I think it makes it super useful for saying to people, this is the kind of characters you're going to be able yeah. to play. It also lets you start doing things like throwing in special talents, which only that template gets, or putting yes. in things like, well, right, you're playing a wizard template. Maybe you don't get as many skill points as everybody else, but you get to cast magic. So, um, yeah. which means you, you, know, you can kind of fudge things that way. Yeah, is, is I agree. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think otherwise you're sitting there going like, well, let's see, I need a, I need a, a soldiery, fighty yeah. type, and it's just so generic it that it's that there's, it's not worth the time that you're spending, you know, making it. There we go. All right, we've covered, we've covered our, two, we've, we've got, mine's, mine's pretty close to Atticathuli. You've gone for something uh, yeah. quite different with a whole new, 
clever swerve on how we can do uh, skills and focuses in 2D20. I think I'm going to rough that out. I think that's going to be my thing. That that that's the and and you can join me if you want because I'm sure that you would have good ideas to I can help you to, with your idea, but I can't use it for my stuff now because then I would be stealing. <laughs> well, no, no, you would be inspired by. It's like when you see a movie, it's like inspired by real events. <laughs> that was the funny thing on that that rogue SAS thing that we were talking about that um oh yeah how, how is I, that, how really is that? Watched, we've watched all the episodes really quickly but at the start of every episode it has this i can't remember the tagline but it's something along the lines of um there are things in this which you might seem you might think are impossible but most of this is actually most of this actually happened um which yeah. is quite funny so it was kind of like it didn't you know it didn't just say inspired by real events it had this like yeah you think this is imp- you think this never happened but actually most of it did um it did. And because there's some probably stupid stuff. There's, some of the stuff definitely haven't looked later and gone, wow, that actually did happen. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. But yes, that was really good. But yeah, I think we've done, we've done a good, well, this was our thing to, yeah, cap off the, cap off our previous discussion about skills. And I think we have, uh, I think we have reasonable skill lists. Um, good deal. All right. So then people are going to steal this and then they're, they'll make money off of it instead of us. Yay. No. <laughs> You know, actually, no, I, I think I will start roughing this out because I, I've, you know, unfortunately, there's that in creative work, you need to have the spark and then you need to have the ability to stick with the grind yeah. to just to do it. And the problem is, though, without the spark for me, there's no there's no like motive force to get me to to focus on working through the grind. And then it turns into just a grind if I don't have that. So I feel like I have a spark yeah. now. I mean, unless until they that. release the community license, we're not no one's making any money. Anyway. But Good they call. Yeah, it's <laughs> no one else's. I'm going to guess that it's because of negotiations with and sticky points with where does the where does the generic stop and individual property start and you yeah know, I mean, the licenses you know, and things like that that's what i'm guessing i haven't heard anything about that but i can't imagine that it would take them this no, long to are, figure well, you know knows? there are play, people i i know let's say savage worlds have license and they have loads of license stuff and the base system is super generic so i don't yeah. know the fine print of the of the savage world license but right. you know they those things exist, but at the same time, Cortex yeah. is meant to have a license and nothing for that. Um, but then, yeah. then the game changed hands again. So. Yeah. Well, I think there's like 28 people out there who play it regularly. So that, that maybe that's terrible, but all right, cool. I think that yeah. works. Thank you so much for listening. You can visit our show's homepage at anchor.fm slash fluff and crunch. That's F-L-U-F-F-N-C-R-U-N-C-H. We would really appreciate feedback and reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Thanks so much. <laughs>